The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Sharp Lessons, everybody. Appreciate everyone downloading, posting, tweeting, subscribing, whatever it is. You can follow us at Stadium Bets. It's the Professor Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. We're talking NFC North today, Nate. Previewing the NFC North, looking at the win totals. And this is going to be a weird conference. I'm a Bears fan, so I'm uh, very not super excited about this season for the Chicago Bears. But there's going to be some good teams Lions might be good. Vikings could be good, as always. Packers are always going to be good, as long as they have Aaron Rodgers. So this is going to be a very uh, fascinating division, in my opinion. Yeah, division near and dear to our hearts. Yep. Uh, being from Close Chicago, by. both of us, uh, following the Bears for all our life. Uh, but have at least I have, I feel like, made the transition where I care more about my bets on a Sunday <laughs> than, the Bears. than the Chicago Bears. And that's yeah. going to especially be the case this year, unless I have money on or against them. So yeah. I think we can just get right to it with this division uh, that features uh, a Super Bowl contender in the Packers, wow. an up-and-coming team in the Lions, a team looking to uh, maybe bounce back with a new voice in the Vikings, and then a team that looks like they're in complete <laughs> teardown mode in the Bears. A poverty have, franchise, we'll Chicago some, Bears. We'll have some opinions on later in the show. Yeah, so looking at the numbers, Packers uh, sitting at about an 11, 11.5 win yep. total. Vikings at nine, nine and a half here and there. Uh, Lions about six and a half across the board. And the Bears, uh, some six and a half, some five and a half. It's a pretty big discrepancy for the Bears. But let's start with our top overs. Yep. Uh, so I started the NFC. So you can start the NFC North with your team. Who do you like? Yeah, I'll go with the Minnesota Vikings. It's kind of a decision for me right now, and I might actually do both, but I'm not sure if I want to bet over nine right now since okay. the eight and a halfs are gone or bet them yes to make the playoffs at about even odds. So that's kind of the what I'm trying to debate. I might end up splitting my bet half on the over nine, half on the yes playoffs. Just kind of have to decide how I think the rest of the NFC is going to shake out and if there's a good path for the Vikings if they don't win the division, which I don't think they will. I do see improvement from the Vikings, but I still think there's a really good path to get one of the three wildcard teams in this version of the NFC where they could even win nine games and make the playoffs. So let's start with the Vikings and why I like them. Yep. Biggest thing, no Mike Zimmer. <laughs> he became very conservative. Yeah, he did. He's like old school thinking. And I think just that defense that couldn't figure out the defense, defensive minded coach, I think uh, just a new voice is going to motivate that yeah. defense a little bit. But I think the best part about this team is definitely their offense. You have a new head coach. Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams. So it should be a young forward-thinking mind. Pair him with quarterback Kirk Cousins. Have a really good running back in Dalvin Cook. Two solid wide receivers and one potentially one of the best receivers in the NFL now in Justin Jefferson as he takes a leap from year two to year three. Adam Thielen, I think, is very serviceable still, even though he is getting older. So I like the pieces on offense. A lot of teams would love to have that kind of trio of one running back and two wide receivers. And the Vikings have that with a quarterback who I believe is above average. So I like that for the Vikings, the new coaching staff, and some of the pieces. I also like the Vikings for their schedule. 
They have nine true home games, seven true road games, and then a London trip against the Saints in week four. So kind of a scheduling quirk that works in their favor where they have one less true road game where they play the game in London instead of New Orleans in terms of that uh, international series game in week four. So that's a positive for the Vikings. I also like the Vikings getting the Packers early in the year at home. A week one Vikings, a two-point underdog in that game. I'll probably be on the Vikings in that game, along with betting their win total over and yes to make the playoffs. So, yeah, definitely a lot of things I like about the Vikings. I think there's a chance they could win this division if the Packers maybe slip up a bit because there's some question marks with Green Bay, in my opinion. But I think that there's definitely a path where they at least make a wild card spot just because I do like two teams in the West and the Rams and 49ers. But in the NFC East, I said I'm selling a lot of those teams, so I only think one team is going to come out of that division. And then in the NFC South, maybe you can make the case for the Saints to be a wild-card team, but I like the Vikings a little bit more um, than the Saints. So Vikings, over nine, yes to make the playoffs. Probably going to bet both of them. I'm high, I'm high on Minnesota last or this year. I was high on them you last were high year. You were on them last year, yeah. They you lost them last year. They went year. eight and nine. Eight of those games <laughs> were by losses by eight points or less. Yeah. The other loss was a game where Kirk Cousins had COVID and didn't play. So I just think there's a chance, a great chance, we just see positive regression from this that team and some of the close losses that they had last year become wins. So Vikings over nine, let's just call, let's just say that because for the exercises are over team. So Vikings over nine, definitely one of my favorite win totals available right now. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with you. You look at the points, four points against for the Vikings. They gave up throughout the entire season. They gave up one more point against than they scored. 426 against 425 for. So that's a team where, Almost every game yeah. that you talked about, it was, a, it was a coin toss, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work for them. And usually in the NFL, what you see yeah. is you have those coin toss losses the year before, the year after you come back, as long as everything stays relatively stable, you're going to win more of those games than you did in the season before. Right. So I, I do like that. And honestly, as a Bears fan, I would love to see the Vikings win this division over the Packers. <laughs> if I had to choose anyone, I would choose the Vikings over the Packers. For sure. So I'm hoping that bet hits, to be 100% honest. 10-win season from the Vikings. Yeah, and I like that the Vikings basically brought back the same roster, but you have a new coaching staff that sounds like they're willing to adapt to the players. That's all so you need. You don't I want think that's going to be a huge crap. thing for the Vikings. I want to buy them early in the year as I week one and then – in terms of season long, I think they're going to make the playoffs. If you can get plus money, yes, to make the playoffs, I think is still available. Take that, but also over nine. Uh, I think that even if they win nine games, though, they can make the playoffs. All right, so I agree with you for the Vikings. I like the over there. Yep. I can't go over with the Bears because I just I can't. Well, we're gonna we're going under in a little bit. Spoiler: We alert. are going under with the Bears. I can't go over with the Packers uh, for a multitude of reasons, personal and professional. Fair. <laughs> So I have to go with the Lions, Nate. I have to go over six and a half with the Detroit Lions. And I don't know if it's because just Dan Campbell makes me want to run through a brick wall. I don't know if it's the hard knocks effect. I even don't know if it's because everyone and their mothers are betting on the Detroit Lions for their win season total over in July. I think they were the most bet team for win total overs yes. on like one or two sports books yep. in Vegas. So everyone loves the Lions over six and a half. I'm going with them. I'm riding with the public, which I normally don't like to do. But in this case, it's hard to see them not overachieving this year. And the one stat that I was talking to you about, too, in the office, looking at the hard knock stats, was 10 of the last 13 hard knocks teams have gone over six wins. Okay. So that stat alone means the, t- means the Lions have at least a 77% chance 
to go over six wins. That's the, the hard knocks effect. But you look at the team in general, offense has improved. It seems like their D-line has improved a little bit as well. The offensive receiving core looks really solid, and they can only grow. It's like a really yeah. young team. It's a really young For offense sure. that's growing alongside Jared Goff. So I don't expect them to average under 20 points per game like that they had last season. That was a disgusting team. They couldn't score. They couldn't put points on the board when they had to. I think that changes a lot this season. I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's going to be in his second year. He's going to look really good. TJ Hawkinson is going to look good, I think, alongside Jared Goff as well. This is a team that is poised to take that next step. Are they going to be third in the NFC North? Probably. But I think they're going to be third with seven wins. There's a lot to like. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, is going to bring a lot to the D-line. It's just a team that is young enough where growth, I think, is really possible going into this year. They all love their head coach, Dan Campbell, when everyone buys into the program. Right. I mean, that's worth a couple wins in and of itself. Yeah, definitely possible. Um, I get why the Lions are a popular team. I get why they're one of the most bet win total over teams all summer. Although worth noting, the sports book that is putting out the information has a large customer base in the state of Michigan. <laughs> so that's one of the beautiful things about sports betting being legal now. It's not just people in Nevada or traveling to Nevada on their summer Vegas trip. People mm-hmm. in 20 to 25, 30 states now we're getting data from. So that's kind of cool to see. Uh, but yeah, I can see why you think the lines will be improved. And I mean, the defense just has to be improved because they were one of the worst units in the league last year and at, at, on defense and then offensively there are some nice pieces deandre swift tj hawkinson amon route say brown the reason why i'm not going to go over the lions and not yet sure how i want to bet them this season at least early on in the year is just jared goff i'm yep. not super high on him especially when he has to play an outdoor game. He gets he gets the home games and nine home games in perfect conditions at Ford Field. But if you look late in the year when you might be looking for wins to go over that win total, they have road games at the Jets, at the Panthers, and at the Packers in three of the last four weeks. So three outdoor games late in December. I know Carolina might not be that cold, but it can get cold there. And Jared Goff yeah. has shown that he struggles in cold weather, trouble gripping the ball when the football's cold. So I'd be just a little bit cautious betting the Lions because if they are sitting on like five wins it might actually be hard to get there even though they do have a home game on New Year's Day against the Bears who could be vying for the first overall selection at that time and they could beat the Bears twice this year to be honest yeah no they definitely can I'm just being just kind of trying to pick holes in the Lions and why I am not super eager I guess to get involved in them just because they've gotten betted over pretty heavily all summer moving from six to six and a half juiced over so yeah that's why i'm just kind of want to slow down on the lions a little bit and maybe pick on some other teams who like the giants in last episode is a team that i'd rather maybe bet on as opposed to the lions just because the lions are getting kind of trendy and, and popular that's the that's the only hesitancy that i have is the the juice on the over you know minus 125 even, even before yeah. hard knocks they were getting people a lot were liking of buzz them, yeah. in terms like the betting community and yeah. and just if you just read the betting market, their win total going over. So I have questions about the quarterback. I know he's a veteran. He's made a Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy to say. Yeah. But I wonder if that was just all Sean McVay propping him up. And, Very and, well may have been. Not the, uh, and not the Lions coaching staff won't be able to do the same. Yeah, I don't love going with the trendy picks, but this is a trendy pick that, first of all, is fun to make because I'm not going to yeah. be rooting for the Bears well, this season, that's for sure. 
And so they got to go for the Lions. It's not like they have to. Seven and ten is very realistic. It's not like you're asking a team yeah. like we faded the Eagles last episode, and I think that's a trendy pick. But for them to meet expectations, they have to win ten games, and that's tough to do in the NFL. Yep. Regardless of what conference you're in, but winning seven games in the NFL, a completely different story. So I'd rather go over on a team that doesn't have to do too much to win sure. and they're going to probably play close games because they played a lot of close games last year you know you're going to get 60 minutes of effort from dan campbell's you team are, yeah. which is nice to have when you're holding a, a regular season win total over uh but i just want to wait and see and uh wish you luck if you do take Thank the plunge you. on the lions this year. i'm going to be a lions fan because the team that i'm normally fans of this year the chicago bears are uh they're going to be rough to watch, Nate, and that's why they are both of our underpicks at six and a half. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know if this team wins five games this year. I'll be 100% honest. The way that they are set up the talent that they have at wide receiver is virtually non-existent yep. aside from Darnell Mooney right. defensively who knows if they're even going to have Roquan Smith this season he might get traded and outside of him they have some young guys they have a little bit of talent uh, on the secondary but there really isn't a whole lot of bright spots on either side of the football I, I don't know looking through the schedule where the Bears get seven wins I really do not I think six and a half is generous I even think five and a half is a little bit high because I don't know if this team gets more than five wins this season. Yeah, so the Bears cleaned house in the offseason, fired Ryan Pace, GM, fired head coach Matt Nagy, bring in two other guys named Ryan and Matt, and Ryan pulled the new GM and Matt Eberflusbo. It's a new regime, and like everything they've done this offseason, from basically starting with trading Khalil Mack to not drafting an offensive player with either of their first two picks just kind of has been setting themselves up, I think, for the 2023 season yep. where they're going to hopefully have an improved Justin Fields if that regime still believes in him, but also having a lot of cap space and maybe being players in free agency and that maybe they'll make that improvement here. But I feel like this year, like the Bears front office has just shown that like all the moves they made is that they don't even – Want, like they want to win they don't yeah they want the but draft it's pick. more like trying to figure out like which players on this team this year can we like keep for next right. year so it's almost like a, a little bit of a rebuild but like a tear down and when that happens in the nfl you don't win a lot of games and you hardly ever win seven games and they have a ton of dead cap space and teams with a lot of dead cap space don't do well they don't win games so yep. under six and a half it's an easy bet i was at plus money yeah earlier this off season and that same sports book that said Lions over as one of the most popular bets, the most popular under bet is the Bears at under six and a half. And that's why we've seen some sports books go to five and a half in the last week or so since the Roquan Smith uh, trade requests. Because if you lose him, then there's really nothing in that front seven on defense that get, you can no. get excited about. I think if Justin Fields takes 
in a leap, I guess, or improves in any way, that should be considered a success for the Bears. And then 2023, maybe they could be not the trendy team, but a team that will be close to 500 potentially if they spend that money right in free agency. But for this year, a complete sell for me in terms of like winning games and the season long stuff, I can see them maybe covering really big point spreads as the season goes on. Yeah. Just because there is, yeah, they could be a good cover just seems like almost like the Dan Campbell mode where if players buy in that they're going to play hard for 60 minutes and maybe they can backdoor cover some games but I don't think I'm going to be seeking out ways to to bet the Bears against the spread, at least for the first few games, because I think that their power rating can go a lot lower, especially with the way they start the season, home against the 49ers, or a seven-point underdog in that game, and then they're probably close to a double-digit underdog, certainly a double-digit underdog week two Sunday night in Green Bay. Well, the fact that the under for five-and-a-half is juiced, I love that. Give me plus 120 under five-and-a-half. Again, Four wins. I could see this game team winning four games. No, for sure. I think the reason Come why on. the win total came out Six high is just because the schedule is favorable. You play both New York teams who are aligned in that like five and a half, six and a half range. You yeah. also play the Falcons and you play the Texans. So there are games that they definitely could win. And they also like the Lions at like six, six and a half. Like there's definitely some games they could win. But, but they I don't think not. the market's fully accounted how bad this team could be it's and how, be gross. how the talent isn't there. And the only thing really holding me back from betting under six and a half is just in case Justin Fields becomes shows amazing. that talent, <laughs> becomes amazing, and maybe they get sure. some schedule breaks and somehow get to seven wins. And the other thing holding me back and why I'm not going to bet the Bears under six and a half now is because could have got under six and a half plus money. Could have definitely saw this coming where people were going to be betting the under. I didn't. I'm late to the party. Now the best option right now, I guess, is under six and a half minus one fifty. If you like that, I'd grab that now because some books have juiced that to minus one ninety, and then other books have just taken it down and moved it a full game to five and a half. The schedule also something that you don't really see talked about a lot is the travel for the Bears. They don't play back to back home games if I'm reading the schedule correctly, until basically Christmas. The week before Christmas and then Christmas, they're at home two weeks in a row against the Eagles and the Bills. So they, they at least are at home, but they play two difficult teams. For the most part, it looks like they're home away, home away, yeah. home away. They're away a couple weeks in a row. Like They're, they're going to be traveling a lot back and forth, back and forth, where they're really not going to get any time to stay at home for two weeks in a row until the end of the season. I have early November – on the schedule I'm looking at. I know oh, yeah, Dolphins and Lions. Last yeah. year it was an alternate away home, away home, which was really weird. And then in December they actually get to be at home for pretty much the whole month. For the whole month, yeah. They have a home game against the Packers, a late bye week. And that's another thing. That First also year had a coach too. getting a week 14 bye is not what is not favorable. I think you rather no. have maybe not the earliest bye, but something kind of early because you have a full week with the new coaching staff to figure it out. So Bears definitely not thrown a bone by the the scheduling office by getting that no. week 14 by which is seems really odd to have such a late by especially with the expanded schedule and only four games yeah. after that by they would have definitely been probably in a better spot if that buy was in around like i don't know week seven or something they do have a mini buy i guess they have a thursday night game week six home against the commanders and then they have like a longer break because they don't play till the next monday so i guess that will be used as a buy and maybe kind of figure stuff out uh, but up until then, I have really no interest uh, betting on the Chicago Bears team. Listen, I'm all, I'm all for it. I, I'm very happy to fade the Bears. Very yeah. happy to fade the Bears. They're just not going to be good. 
they're not going to be fun to watch. And they're telling you they're not going to be good and by yeah. their offseason moves. Yeah, like they're the saying we're tanking. It's, like, it's almost like they're kind of telegraphing what they're going to do. Um, I think we've covered the Bears, a team we didn't cover, but we probably should because we don't have a, a bet on them. Green Bay Packers, odds on to win the division. Obviously, a lot of change there. You trade Devontae Adams. There's some question marks in that receiver room. Yep. Aaron Rodgers back, obviously. David Bakhtiari, not sure if he's going to come back. The all-world left tackle. Solid running back room. A defense that they've been slowly improving, I believe, and, and, yeah, and better. Used, used two first-round picks on defense, two players from Georgia. Smart. A lot of Georgia players were drafted. If you want someone from in defense, the first round, pretty from, crazy. Yeah, going to be from Georgia and, uh, for sure. Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. So I just kind of like, what's your thoughts on the Packers? I, I for me, I, and I probably said earlier in the show, but I like the Vikings plus two against the Packers. But it's not like a totally a play against the Packers. It's just I think the Vikings are undervalued or just a team that where I don't, I don't think they should necessarily be underdogs at home. With no, a, with a whole with that f- home field advantage at U.S. Bank Field Stadium, that's really strong. Like I, I can make the case that I wouldn't be surprised. Let, let's just say this: I would be more surprised if that closed Vikings plus threes and and then pick them. Like I think there'll be money coming in on the Vikings. On the Vikings, yeah. Week one, especially some question marks about the Packers, but also last year Packers week one completely laid an egg against the state the Saints. So yeah, uh, I think there's a. Some I don't know the Packers for me. They're, they're a just, team the problem that, with the Packers is you don't you don't know right now is the thing like how like you said how good is Rodgers going to be without Devontae? It's, we know he's a quarterback well, that makes his receivers, it, but at this yeah. point in his career, eleven eleven and a half and eleven is is certainly high. It's a small sample size, but he, they've actually done pretty well out Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. But they also maybe had better secondary receivers. And I think there's a lot of unknowns. Rogers is younger. It's also a team, yeah, true. Uh, it's also a team that, if you just look at like their point differential year over year, it's not that impressive. Like they overachieve every year, and I think that a lot of that has to do with having a great quarterback. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that they own it, the NFC North, I, and I don't know if this is the I, year that they do anymore. Right. I remember two years ago going under on the Packers because um, they made the NFC title game. They got destroyed by the 49ers. Rodgers didn't really have a great season, and they won like a lot of one-score games. And it's like, oh, they're a perfect regression candidate. And I think I went under like nine and a half on the Packers, and they ended up winning 13. Yeah. So I looked really stupid there. But also um, – I just I I think that there's a chance because last year their point differential wasn't that high. There was still a lot of like flaws with the team defensively, special teams. I know they brought in Rich Basaccia from the Raiders to be mm-hmm. a special teams coordinator, so it should be better. Uh, but I I don't really think they're on paper one of the best teams in the league. But because they have an elite quarterback, they are able to find ways to win close games in the regular season. So I don't want to bet under because I learned that mistake two years ago, going under on the Packers just because they had a poor point differential the year before. But at the same time, regression could hit any season with this team. It could be this season, so I wouldn't suggest betting over 11 on them. The thing with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is, to me, Nate, they seem like that old Spurs team. That old San Antonio Spurs team in like the mid two thousand tens were comparison. Yeah, we're, well, you were watching the Spurs and you were like, "All right, this is the year that they all the, go downhill. This, this is the year they falter. This is the year they they don't yeah. make the playoffs." And that almost that basically didn't happen. They always overachieved. Right. They always play better because they're veterans, Hall of Famers. They just did what they had to do. So I, I'm not ready to 
count the Packers out just yet. I'm not ready to say Rodgers passed his prime. He doesn't have any targets that he loves. Defense a little shaky. I'm going to have to see that in person that the Packers finally falter. But I, I don't think I can bet either way on the Packers. That's why I didn't do it for this. I think that's yeah. why you didn't do it for this exercise. It just seems like 11 seems like a pretty correct number. 10 and a half, 11. Honestly, even 12, there's such a wide range for this team that it can go either way. The Vikings, I think, are going to beat the Packers at least once. And I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them both times they played this season. The Lions, maybe they, <laughs> maybe they get the, the Packers, they get them at I home, mean, four field. Week nine, I'm looking like, at in Detroit. You know, maybe maybe Packers this is just... off a game at the Bills, so maybe a little bit of a sluggish start for them. Yeah, you know, it's with the NFL, it, everything's possible, of course. But with, yeah. with, the, with the way the Lions, I think, are setting up to play this season, who knows what Rodgers' mindset's going to be. I mean, he could pull the Kyrie and just – not want to play at some point like I, I don't know where his headset is yeah. at this point so I think the the fact that there's even a slight amount of question marks with the Packers I'm going to stay away from their win total I could see the Vikings winning the division I could see Vikings beating the Packers twice I could see the Lions taking a game against the Packers it's just too volatile for me in that area to, to want to bet on anything there yep for sure so to recap I like the Vikings over their win total, yes, to make the playoffs. I'm going to bet on them week one as their, I guess, a, a sell of the Packers, although that's the only time I'm going to sell the Packers, at least before the season. You like the Lions over 6.5, and, and we both are in agreement, Bears under 6.5, even under 5.5 under under. Yeah. plus money. Under 5. If you're, if you're late to the party, there, don't be afraid to bet under on the Bears because yeah. I think 5 wins is uh, – one of the like their like potential good outcomes or something because <laughs> yes. it's gonna be a rough year in Chicago. If you want to do under five at plus two hundred, do it, baby, do it. Four win season for the Bears this year, <laughs> and either way, I'll be happy because one, I'll be right if they win four games, or two, they're gonna be better than they are that people think, and it's gonna be fun for me to watch. So it's a, it's a win win for me. I guess the best case is it's like the Chargers after uh, Justin Herbert's first year where they don't win a lot of games, but yeah. he shows that he's the real deal. So yeah, you get Justin excited. Fields can show that the team is going to embrace him because the GM and coach didn't draft him. It's yep. a new GM and coach. So yep. I think there's still some whispers that they're almost not setting up Justin Fields to fail, but they haven't done – enough first to Nagy. support him yeah well first Nagy now the front office <laughs> yeah so no one likes Justin Fields so I hope I hope I do like Justin Fields a lot in college he was a highly recruited high school player yeah um, I don't want to go on a tangent about the Bears because I know no one probably cares about the Bears but uh, I think there's definitely it's important to us uh, the best case for for Ben and I as Bears fans is under they go under get a good draft pick and Justin Fields takes a, a leap in in year three with a lot of cap room they can make some noise all right so that's the nfc north we're gonna have the next two nfc divisions next week and then best bets time for week zero i'm excited nate we're getting into uh, best bet opportunities